it's a really empowering thing to walk into a nightmare and state your conditions and ask for clarity and really receive it. And when we do take dreams like this as an invitation to take action in our waking lives and we actually do show up and do the thing that the dream is pointing out to us, it frees up so much energy and amazing things can come of it. We're all alone And we're all Welcome to Alone Traveler's Guide to the Divine, a podcast for empaths, healers, dreamers, and seekers. My name is Amanda Lux, and I'm the creator of the Elevation Hive, school and community membership for energy medicine and dream work. In this podcast, I offer teachings, poetry, songs, interviews, and inspiration to support you wherever you are on your path. And today is the first episode in a new series all about how to do conscious dream work and how to create a strong practice of recalling, interpreting, and working with your night dreams and conscious dream journeys. In this first episode of the series, I'm going to be talking specifically about how to set yourself up for a successful dreaming practice, just laying the groundwork for creating the optimal conditions for sleep and for dreaming and for dream recall. And specifically, we're going to be covering how to compose a dream seed, which a dream seed refers to a practice of incubating your dreams so that you can receive guidance and information from your dreams. Before I go deep into the five tips that I have for how you can really harness your dreams through dream seeding, I'm actually going to be sharing an example of a dream that I seeded myself and how I was able to get some really powerful guidance for my life from that dream. After I've shared this dream, I'll be explaining the five steps to seeding your dreams successfully. And at the end of this episode, I have two special offerings for you. One is a communal dream seed that I will be sharing. And I'll be doing this from now on at the end of every episode. You'll have the opportunity to take this dream prompt, write it in your own dream journal, and seed it all together with the rest of myself and my dream community and any other listeners who choose to participate. And when a lot of us do a dream seeding collective event like that, it's very, very powerful. The dreaming is definitely amplified by all of us participating together. And the other thing I have waiting for you at the end of this episode are instructions on how you can access the guided meditation that goes with this episode. This is normally only available to anyone who subscribes to my private podcast where I offer monthly guided meditations that accompany the episode of that month, but I decided to make this episode free and open to anyone who would like to hear it. So I'll be sharing special instructions on how you can access that along with a little guide to seeding your dreams at the end of this episode. 
But before I dive into my own dream share as an example of how dream seeding works, I thought I would just explain a little bit more about what this even means, because I love the metaphor of the seed for this. And when we talk about seeding our dreams, what I'm really referring to is planting an intention in the fertile soil of your soul, of your subconscious, which is also an access point for your superconscious. I love thinking about this as a metaphor of a seed, which represents your actual intention or inquiry from which your dream will grow. But in order to really harvest the dreams that grow from our seeds, we have to have the proper tools and we have to know how to best tend the land. So it's important to set the stage well so we can fully take advantage of this time. We spend at least a third of our lives sleeping and the average person is dreaming many hours throughout the night. Even if you don't recall your dreams, you are most likely still dreaming. But unless we take the time to care for and tend the soil, to clear the debris of physical toxins that might be clouding your ability to rest deeply, or to clear out the toxic thoughts, habits, or interferences that might be crowding out this territory of our dreams, then there's really no room to plant the seeds and they won't stick, they won't grow. And that means you won't remember them and you won't know what to do with them if you do remember. So it's a bit of a practice and it's not hard. Everybody can do this. It's just a matter of taking the time and the space to use the tools that I'm going to be sharing with you today. So if you already have a dreaming practice, this might be a fun episode for you. And I'd love to know if you have any suggestions that you do that really help you with your dream practice. And if you've never done anything like this before, this will give you everything you need in order to start embarking on your own dream adventures. Because if you do utilize these simple tools and practices, you can grow the most bountiful garden within yourself that is so rich with information, guidance, connection, clarity, direction for your life and inspiration. So I hope that you will stick with me through this episode for all of this juicy information beginning with my dream that I had almost two years ago now, which I titled, Like My Life Depends On It. And you'll know why I titled it that once I start telling the dream. I think it really is a great example of how incubating your dreams can actually work. <laughs> and the dream itself is a little bit scary. There was a nightmarish quality to it, although... I knew as soon as I woke up that it was a power dream, and so I wasn't really all that scared, actually. But I wanted to just give you that forewarning. So the seed that I planted for this dream was actually a little bit more complex than I would recommend in the beginning, but I do think that it shows really well how the wording that we use makes a big difference. So... I just want to invite you as we prepare to enter the sacred space of dream sharing to just tune into your own body, your own environment, and invite 
your guides and allies to be present with you as we go on this listening adventure and just pay attention to what you notice because there is always something for the listener. So I will read the seed to you now. Dear dream guides, please bring me a dream that I can remember and understand that will help me to move into and dwell in my creative flow with ease and confidence. I am ready to embody my highest potential and to create from this place like my life depends on it. Thank you. So I want to invite you now to go ahead and sit back, relax, and prepare to tune in and listen to this dream, the title of which is Like My Life Depends On It. in houses. This dream also happens to be in a very large house where there are maybe 50 people gathered, all in their 20s or 30s. There was a feeling of the sort of classic scary movie vibe and because there was a man in the house who was very, very, very tall, intelligent, commanding, and killing everyone with his bare hands. There was no way to escape him. There was no running, and he would just systematically hunt down each person. It was just sort of a sit and wait your turn. There was a small group of us, maybe four others besides myself, who were able to slip by him, but we weren't really sure if we could get away for real, or if he would just eventually come and find us when it was our time. But we still had to try, and we attempted to leave the house, running down the sidewalk, passing by other scary people that were possibly in cahoots with him. And as we passed by, we eventually found a car that we got in, but I was just having all this anxiety that if we did try to get away from the house, that he would come after us and maybe hurt other people as well. So I pretty much knew there was no getting away, even though I was in a car attempting it. And at that point, I woke up with my heart racing. So often when we have dreams like this, we tend to label them as bad dreams. But when I woke up from this dream, Even though my heart was racing, I knew right away that it was a power dream. I knew this because death is almost always an invitation for transformation in dreams. And so my first inclination was to slip back into the dream through what's called dream re-entry. And I'll be talking more in depth about that 
in another episode in this series. But the point is, I've re-entered the dream in a semi-conscious state. So this time, I was back in the same house, but I was able to moderate the environment a little so that it wasn't quite so scary. At the time that I re-entered the house into this dream, the scary guy was in the kitchen killing people, like you do, and I was hanging out with this other young girl who wasn't trying to get away, although she was plotting to escape. She just hadn't done anything about it yet. She was sort of sitting around almost looking bored. And I suddenly had this realization in the dream re-entry that this bored young person and all of these other young people sitting around waiting to die in the house were representing an aspect of myself who had been studying polarity and working towards my polarity educator status for years and years, right? All through my 30s and even some of my 20s. So here I am now in my 40s. (laughs) I have accomplished that mission, but I have not yet at this point of the dream actually filled out the paperwork to make it official. I'd just been putting it off, I think, for years. And in the dream, I realized that these young people were representing that aspect of myself that was still identifying as student and that I really needed to take care of that paperwork. And this student aspect of myself was sitting around sort of waiting for the inevitable transformation that would occur when I finally did get around to filling out the paperwork. My seed was pointing this out to me, that if I really wanted to get a hold of my creative, prolific, confident flow and if I really wanted to embody my highest potential and create from that place like my life depends on it, then I was going to have to actually take action and make a choice and do something about it. I couldn't just sit around waiting for the inevitable to come and get me. So what I also discovered in this dream re-entry was that the scary murderer himself was also an aspect of me. And in the dream re-entry, I actually decided to just ask him straight up, like, who are you and what do you represent? His reply was, I am your unbridled fire. And I asked him then, why are you so scary? <laughs> my, why am I so terrified of my own unbridled fire? And he said, because you are that afraid of how much you can do with your bare hands. And I said, well, what does that have to do with liberating my creative confidence? (laughs) And he said, each one of these young people in this house are afraid of me. They don't know who they are. They don't know their own power. They are powerless to escape or face me. And each one of these students here are an aspect of your limiting beliefs that must be set free, and they must be transformed. I am the unbridled fire who takes them out, because the life that you want doesn't begin until after their death. Mostly you already know this, and you have succumbed to your fate, and you're just waiting around, but there is a part of you that is still trying to subdue me and escape. Even though you know that ultimately you can't outrun me, that I will hunt you down eventually, 
And when I do, I will liberate you from your small-minded insecurity, immaturity, and fear of your own power. So at this point, I asked him, how, how do I harness my creative power with confidence? And he said, you have to become me. And I said, I don't really want to be you. I don't want to kill people. That is gross and terrifying. And he said, then change the dream. So he gave me some options at that point, which was really interesting. And so what happened was the house started to shift. All of the young people or students disappeared. And I merged with my unbridled power with this scary murder guy. And I felt him come into my solar plexus, my third chakra, which is our fire element. And I welcomed that power and I felt the confidence and the command and how it transformed this scary scenario into a sense of accessing pure energy that didn't have any good or bad associations. It was just pure energy that I took into my body. And as I did, the house itself became more spacious, right? Representing perhaps the container of my life. So as I felt more spacious and powerful in myself, the house changed. And I felt myself becoming this future version of me that had really embodied that sense of power. And I saw myself on my computer working with my own students who were in my community that I hadn't yet started at the time of actually creating the thing that I knew I wanted to, but I hadn't created yet. At the time that I wrote The Dream Seed, all I knew is that something was holding me back from really accessing my creative flow and my sense of confidence from really embodying my highest potential. Something was keeping me from creating like my life depends on it, and I wanted to create from that place. So the thing that worked about this seed is that I really had a strong feeling behind it. And when we really do know what we want, when we have a sense of a feeling or an emotion that's strong, that is driving the intention behind our dream seed, often we do get really powerful dreams like this. And sometimes these dreams are scary. They don't always come in the form that we expect them to. They don't usually just show us what we look like in our ultimate confident state. They show us what's in the way (laughs) and on what we're afraid of and why we aren't doing the thing that we want to do. So that's oftentimes how it goes. And then we get this terrible nightmare and we think, oh, my dream seed didn't work. But in reality, it did. It did work. It absolutely worked. There's always something there if you look at it through this lens and you take the time to sit with it and to unpack it. I chose to use dream reentry for that process with this dream, but there are, are many other ways that you can glean the meaning of a dream which I'll be going over in future episodes. But for the purpose of this episode and the process of seeding dreams, I wanted to share this one because I thought it was a really great example of how our dream seed can grow into a dream that maybe doesn't look 
like anything delicious or nourishing when we first have the dream. It might even be terrifying. But if we do that work of really examining the dream, feeling our way through it, and listening to what's underneath and inside of it, then it can open up so much possibility. And for me, this dream really was showing me the places in myself and the things that I wasn't doing where I was holding back. I didn't know that I needed to fill out that paperwork in order to be prolific and feel confident in my creativity. I had no idea that that was the thing that was holding me back. It it was a simple task. But once I understood that that's what the dream was showing me, I was able to take those steps in my life and take action in my life and shift that. And it absolutely opened things up for me in an incredible way. And I did step way more into my power at that time. So as you reflect upon this dream as though it were your own, I would encourage you to think about what aspects of this dream really resonate with you. Perhaps there's something that you might be longing for deep below the surface that looks like avoidance that you might be putting off doing. And it's good to ponder this, how you might be disengaging or waiting putting off seizing your own power, your own fire, your own dreams, and how nightmares like this are actually usually just showing us our own transformative power of letting old parts of ourselves die. We're really just transforming them into something new, and that's kind of scary. So it makes sense that oftentimes the scary dreams come as an indication of something actually good that we are here to transform, but we're afraid of. And sometimes we do have to give up our apathy in order to do that. And you can do that too. It's a really empowering thing to walk into a nightmare and state your conditions and ask for clarity and really receive it. And when we do take dreams like this as an invitation, to take action in our waking lives and we actually do show up and do the thing that the dream is pointing out to us, it frees up so much energy and amazing things can come of it. So there are five main steps that you can use to really begin to have a powerful dreaming practice through seeding your dreams. And the first step is to prepare the land for the seed, right? And by the land, I really mean, how are you treating your body? How are you treating your mind, your mental space? And making sure that you're not eating a bunch of sugar or alcohol or heavy meals right before you go to sleep. These are things that are going to affect your ability to grow a strong dreaming environment. So it can be sometimes helpful to just give yourself some space before you fall asleep to go through your day, go through 
your mind, your heart, really empty out some of the excess that might be in the way of your ability to plant a clear seed. And the next step is to tune into a clear intention and choose your words for that intention very wisely. And the way I would suggest that you do this is to really feel in your body, what is your deeper question? What would you really like some guidance around? Is it career or your love life or creativity? And what's underneath that? And as you write out your question, your seed, make sure that it's an open-ended question, that the way you word it is going to be conducive. You don't want to ask yes or no questions. So when we share dream seeding in the Elevation Hive community, they usually begin with, Dear Dream Guides, please bring me a dream that I can remember about dot dot dot. And in the dot 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 area, I would recommend asking for what do I need to know about this or what's blocking my way from this. So finding a way to word your seed in a very open-ended way will be helpful in how you're able to really interpret the dreams. The third step is to connect with your dream guides. So you'll notice in that dream seed that I shared, you were asking our guides to help us, to come to us. And it's really good to involve your team. And maybe you have specific guides or allies or ancestors that you want to call on. And maybe you don't know who those are yet, and that's okay but you are not working alone. We're never working alone. So it can be really helpful to invite in that higher wisdom, even if it's just dear higher self, right? Anything that feels really true and resonant for you works. I like to just put it in the general category of dear dream guides, because to me, I already know that that means I'm asking for the guides who are working on my behalf for my highest good and the highest good of all. So really connecting with your guides and your support team can help you bring powerful dreams. And number four is to use your tools. And the best tool I could recommend is a dream journal, which could be a handwritten journal or it could be an audio recorder. I like to use that initially in the middle of the night or very first thing so I don't have to wake up all the way and I can capture the dream while it's fresh. So using an audio recorder and then writing it uh, on my computer, that's what I like to do because I have terrible handwriting. But whatever kind of journal works for you. In the Elevation Hive community, we have a dream sharing forum online where we, sh we post our dreams and share them. It's really helpful to be able to track your dreams. You start to notice patterns, symbols that are recurring. You start to become familiar with the different landscapes that you dream about. And you can track when your dreams end up being precognitive, which is actually incredibly common, happens all the time. But you often don't know that unless you're recording them. So it's really helpful to write your dreams down. And the last thing I would say is to commit to really honoring the dream that you get. 
when you first wake up and you contemplate your dreams from your waking state, you might write them off or judge them as being meaningless or fleeting, or maybe it's just so short, or maybe it's even just a feeling or sensation that remains, or it could be this whole long saga of absolute rubbish. And you, you might doubt that there's anything meaningful in there at first, but I want to encourage you to always trust the dream you get. It may or may not be a direct answer to the seed that you planted. Sometimes we have dreams that are helping us clear the way to get to the seed, right? I notice sometimes if I plant a dream seed, the dream that I get might be pertaining to something that was going on in my life that I hadn't finished yet. And I need to finish that before I can get to the seed. And then the dream that relates to the seed comes a little later. And so it's funny how that works. We can't always just skip ahead. And sometimes we want to. But whatever the dream is that you get, know that it's the dream that you need. Just know that you are getting the dream you need. And no matter how ridiculous or strange or random it seems, try, try playing around with trusting it. And I will be going over in future episodes how to work with your dreams through dream reentry, how to interpret your dreams through the elements and your chakra system, your energy system, precognitive dreams. So keep listening for that. As promised, in conclusion of this episode, I'm going to be sharing a communal dream seed that you are welcome to write down in your dream journal or in your phone or anywhere you want and put this to your dreams tonight and just see what happens, just to play with it for fun. And the dream seed I recommend is, Dear Dream Guides, please bring me a dream I can remember that will help me understand how I can better trust myself and my path. So that's the seed. Feel free to adapt it a little bit. You can change the wording or add something that feels more appropriate for you personally. But I would recommend just playing around with it and see if you can recall any dreams in the morning when you very first wake up. So, and in order to access the guided meditation that I created for the private podcast that I wanted to share with you for free, you can go to elevationhive.com slash dreamseeds, and you can also find the link for that in the show notes. And it's really meant to help you rest well, have good deep sleep, and connect with your seed, then hopefully remember it when you wake up. So it's sort of a sleep meditation, and I'm excited to share that with you. And finally, I just want to thank you so much for listening to my dream. I'm just so grateful for you for sharing, following, and reviewing, and just for showing up and participating in this field. It is such an honor to be in sacred community with you. Thank you. We're all alone And we're all one.
We're all alone.